I'm Kiana, and I'd like to welcome you to Toronto Nature Now, brought to you by CJRU 1280 AM in Toronto and the Toronto Field Naturalists. The Toronto Field Naturalists are a volunteer-run, non-profit nature conservation organization, connecting people with nature and wildlife in the Toronto area. Today, I'm joined by Zenaid Khan, who is here to talk about wildlife disturbance and ethical behavior in nature. Zenaid is president of the Toronto Field Naturalists and a fellow of the Royal Canadian Geographic Society. He was born in South Africa and made Toronto his home in 1979. Zenaid is also a nature photographer and says nature conservation is the driving force behind his photography. Through his work as a nature photographer and a conservationist, he seeks to educate people about Toronto's green spaces and improve access to nature for a wider range of our city's population. We had a great chat, so let's get into the episode. So, hi. Today, you are going to be talking to me about wildlife disturbance and ethical behavior in nature. My first question is, what is wildlife disturbance? Uh, broadly, it, it's defined as... Uh... Um, negative human impact on on wildlife, uh, more specifically, deliberate uh, behavior on the part of human beings to uh, engage with wildlife. So feeding uh, wildlife um, in our green spaces like coyotes or deer and birds, um, startling wildlife in the pursuit of photography, and then just disturbing natural behavior patterns of wildlife by going off commonly used trails. So so going off paved tra uh, trails in our parks um, and using, um, you know, creating your own trails and, and disturbing wildlife. Yeah, I, I totally get that. So instead, we should be doing ethical nature viewing. And so what is that exactly? Um, so it uh, generally would be defined as minimizing your impact on nature, both on on wildlife um, and um, all aspects of like nature. You know, don't climb a tree to get photos of of cherry blossoms in Hyde Park. Um, don't stomp on vegetation to get a photo with your phone of um, a butterfly. Um, keep your distance. Um, from birds when photographing them, particularly um, owls, which you're most likely to see them in the day. Um, make it an effort. Um, if you spend a lot of time either birding or or as a photographer to understand uh, behavior so you can recognize stress signals. And don't bait, again, don't bait or feed to get a shot Overall, what you want to do is is uh, keep your distance, don't linger, um, particularly on wildlife. Um, bring out what you took in, don't litter, um, and and just try to be respectful of of nature and not cause any harm. Right, and those examples that you gave, have you seen people do those before? Yeah, so we have a um, in the pandemic, we've seen an increase in in some bad behavior. Um, unfortunately, as a nature photographer, it disturbs me that the 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 worst examples I've seen have been by nature photographers. Um, it has resulted in in some bird deaths, owls in particular, where they're harassed during uh, the course of the day when they're trying to rest um, and they hunt at night. So, 
they're too tired at night to hunt so they aren't unable to feed and, and it has led to some unfortunate owl deaths and then um there's also been an increase in in people feeding uh wildlife uh in particular uh, bad cases of those have been folks who feeded uh ki fed coyotes which has led to instances where police have had to put them down because they were perceived threat because they kept coming looking for food um so the city is is changing our animal control bylaw as of April 1st to to address some of the feeding issues and Toronto Field Naturalists is actively seeking to educate the public on the impact of of our behavior on wildlife and how to behave more more ethically um, in nature and we're starting initially with photographers um, since that's the the worst group at the moment but it's a general uh, message to all people who uh, would be out, you know, um, enjoying nature, be it photographers or birders or, or general nature users. Mm -hmm. And this might be a hard question to answer, but why do you think this bad behavior has increased? Um, some of it is a, um, you know, the, the pandemic made a lot of people realize, uh, recognize the value of spending more time in nature for its both physical and, and mental health benefits. Um, unfortunately, it's also seen increasing people who who um, don't really understand their their impact on nature. Um, so there needs to be a little bit more education, and it's one of the things we seek to do. Unfortunately, from a photography perspective, there are a small percentage of photographers who believe that that baiting and feeding is 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 justifiable behavior. Um, and we've seen more examples of that because there are some um, birding and photography groups that that sort of promote that type of behavior. Um, so I think that's why you've you've, you've seen some of that. Um, it used to be uh, people who submitted work for uh, photography comp competitions they wouldn't analyze the the photo to see if if baiting or feeding was used. That is now changing as well. So people who who do this for the purposes of trying to enter competitions and, and win some sort of prize won't be able to do so anymore. Um, but I think it's, you know, there's a small of people who just small percentage of people who won't listen. But I think education is the key uh, to get people to understand if they want to continue to enjoy the biodiversity of these, these spaces. It's already at risk. Uh, but if they want to continue to enjoy it, they need to um, adjust their behavior. Yeah, for sure. And you mentioned baiting and feeding. What what exactly like is that? So um, currently, it is illegal to 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 feed any type of wildlife in our in our parks, birds or whatever. Um, it's a finable offense. Um, the city is expanding that to to outside green spaces. Basically, the only thing you'll be able to, to feed on your own property is, is birds um, as of April 1st. So what happens is, is the uh, people will, you know, put out bird seed or the worst thing you could do in a public park is actually people who feed them bread because it's not good for their diet and actually leads to, to some uh, deformations on, on, on birds, um, mallards and, and geese in particular. Um, but the other thing that it does for for other wildlife, for example, coyotes, um, they become reliant on the food source and lose the ability to to find their own food source. And if the food source disappears, uh, they end up 
dying. There's a case of people who used to feed coyotes just north of the city off their barbecue. They moved and the coyote kept coming back and eventually um, had to be put down. And then there are people who use that practice to try and get a photo, which is unethical uh, nature photography behavior. It should not be, be used. And in the cases of owls, what they do is they use you know, dead rats or whatever to, to try and bait them. And that also spreads disease amongst those birds and, and, and changes their behavior again. Um, so if you change their behavior, they become reliant on the food source. The food source disappears. It impacts their ability to survive. Mm -hmm, right. Um, I think that actually covers the why we shouldn't feed wildlife. But if you wanted to add anything else, you can go ahead. Um, yeah, I mean, the biggest thing is, is it... Um, there are places, you know, sometimes some parks, uh, uh, park staff during the winter will add some additional food source to trees when they don't have as, as rich a food source, but they are able to, to, they've been able to survive without us for a long time. So they don't need it. So people are doing it thinking they're, they're doing a good thing, but in fact, they're doing a disservice. Um, if you want to feed birds on your own property, that that's fine. Uh, but the fundamental thing is you are changing uh, the animal's behavior from its natural behavior, and that has negative consequences. A perfect example of this is if you're ever in any park and you walk up to a pond, if the waterfowl in the pond come towards you, they have been negatively impacted by behavior, but that is not natural behavior. Uh, that means people have been feeding them. A typical response to human presence is they move in the opposite direction. Um, so anytime they come towards you, you that is, you've changed their behavior negatively, and they are now reliant on on humans for for part of their diet. Mm -hmm. So one sign of them, I guess, being impacted by unethical behavior is approaching instead of running away. So what are other signs that our presence or sometimes bad behavior is impacting wildlife? Well, there's in terms of presence, just presence. Uh, which people need to understand is um, if you are walking along a trail and you spot wildlife, if you move in there, you should try and avoid them. So if you move in the direction, they will move in the opposite direction from you because you will startle them. Um, that's not always possible, uh, but um, you should never follow wildlife as an example uh, because that'll have a negative impact. Some people will do that to try and get um, a photo. And you should never deliberately startle them as well. Um, you should try and you should not linger. So people sometimes will will hang around, they'll see a, a nice bird and they will stay around for a while watching the bird. You shouldn't linger because your presence is actually causing stress. You might not be able to recognize the stress, uh, but it is causing causing stress. Mm -hmm. So what what could be some other ways to, I guess look at nature and admire nature without causing that stress with our presence yeah i mean some you know some birds will that spend that are year down year-round residents in this area like you know cardinals or blue jays for example or robins um, they get we become background noise so they get used to us but there's a lot of migrating birds that you know sitting on a park bench is not going to negatively impact their their behavior. Um, it's where you, um, birds that are potentially at risk or you spending too much time in too close proximity to them often establish trail 
is where you're 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 negatively impacting their behavior. So you know, um, enjoy nature. Try to keep your distance from wildlife. Um, for for species that are at risk and need to rest, like owls, if you spot one in a daytime, um, don't get any closer than fifteen to twenty feet. Um, you know, enjoy the experience for a short period of time. Take a photo from far away, and then and then move on so the animal can rest. Thank you. That's that's really valid. I'd never really thought of it like that. So how do we learn more about how our behavior in fact impacts nature? So there are a wide variety of sources. We have a great blog post um, on the Toronto Field Naturalists website, torontofieldnaturalist.org, uh, about what wildlife disturbance is and, and how you impact it, um, how your behavior impacts wildlife and, and what you can put into practice to, to minimize your impact. Um, it also links to a wide variety of other sources um audubon birds if you're a birder um their their website has a lot of good resources uh for photographers um who want to understand better understand how to minimize their impact there's a great organization called nature first uh which has uh some ethical nature principles that photographers should understand and and try to follow uh, about understanding your environment and how to minimize impact those are some some good sources. And then for birders, they're, um, they're Birds Canada um, has some great tips on, on how to, to uh, minimize your impact while birding um, and some ethical beha you know, behavior practices to follow. Great. Thank you. That's all I have to ask you. But is there anything else you want to add? Um, no, I just uh, generally I would say you know, we're not trying to discourage people from spending time in nature. We are trying to encourage people to spend time in nature. Just be aware that your presence does have some impact and, and try to, to minimize that while enjoying all the beauty that nature has to offer and recognize that, that we're, we're trying to, to bring light to this so we can uh, protect and preserve what we have, um, there's been a significant reduce in biodiversity and we don't want it to get any worse. We're trying to actually restore it. So um, people need to be aware of that while they're out enjoying nature. Yeah, of course. Thank you. I never really thought about how, I guess, my own practices would impact other things. So that this is actually really helpful. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, yeah, so thank you so much for speaking with me and teaching everyone about wildlife disturbance and ethical behavior in nature. Uh, thanks for having me. Hi, everyone. Thanks again to Zinaid Khan for talking with me today. And I'd also like to thank you, the listeners, for tuning in. Anyone out there who'd like to get involved with the Toronto Field Naturalists can visit their website at torontofieldnaturalists.org. Again, that's torontofieldnaturalists.org. Shout out to Paul Overy, the show coordinator, and once again, I'm Kiana for CJRU, and this has been Toronto Nature Now. Make sure to tune in next time!